everyone and welcome down to episode number 26 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits. Remember to introduce myself this week and my good friend down in Tasmania, Cam Blake. Hello, Cameron. Hello, Brendan. <laughs> I'm glad you've remembered. It's in the notes this week that you need to introduce yourself. So um... isn't that isn't that pathetic? Episode 26, and I've actually you've actually got to put it in the notes yeah, for me to, to mention my own name. I've got to, I've got to prompt you to actually introduce who you are. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yes. How are you going, mate? You um you traveling okay? Or what's, what's well, been going on with you? You've had a this is, this pretty is interesting a very week. loaded very loaded question. Um, <laughs> I uh, I ticked the box that no one wants to tick. I got the COVID. Uh, you got the COVID. Uh, I got the COVID. Uh, right. We are on the YouTube and the yep. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and you got the COVID. Right. I got the COVID. Um, yeah, tested positive uh, on a rat rapid antigen test yeah. on Saturday night. Um, so nice. boo to me. Today is Wednesday. So I... I um, yeah, I became symptomatic on Saturday night, so um, which so was a sim- real bummer. Sim- symptomatic would be what a bit of a sniffle or a bit of a sore throat or something like that. Yeah, or... it was the it was a sore throat. Yeah. Um, I'm taking my shot. Going to get it eventually. <laughs> uh, don't think we can get it through Zoom, but we'll test it. Oh, oh good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy that owns the coffee shop across from me in Ocean Grove sent me a text message that afternoon saying he had tested positive. Uh-huh. Um, I get my coffee from him every day. So yeah. that's the front runner for where I got it. However, yeah. being in retail, um, you yeah, tend to get everything anyway. no matter. We've been masks are still mandatory. We have density limits in Victoria. So, yeah. and we've been yeah. adhering to all that. But, you know, look, it was inevitable, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think uh, it's just a, a matter of time, not when. You know, when is it? Now or whenever? Um, can't yeah. Don't, don't, you yeah. know what I mean? It's a matter, <laughs> a matter of when, not how, whatever it is, how, not when. Yes. Um, yeah, I think like even down here, like it's gone a little bit crazy down here at the moment with uh, what's happening. Like our borders are opening, we're getting cases, there's people isolating, there's people testing positive. Uh, we can't get rat rat tests down here either because they're yep. you know like a diamond you know diamonds in the rough there you can't find them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's inevitable that someone you're going to get it or know someone that's got it. It's funny because up until I reckon since you told me this week or last week that you got it, I hadn't really had any direct personal contact with someone or not contact or probably a bad word to use. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but I haven't had anyone in my personal sort of friends group get it, and now I've had you and I've had a couple other people as well. Yeah, um, yeah, so, it's um, it's it's kicking off big time. Yeah. It's spreading pretty pretty fast. The Omicron variant. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's one of those things, and it, it kind of gives me a bit of a giggle when I tell people, oh, you know, I've 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 got it, <laughs> and more than one person said, oh, who'd you get it off? <laughs> and it's yeah, like, it's not, well, it's, it's, not, it's not like they give you a card and say, here you go, here's my no, COVID. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I don't yeah. know, but I got it off someone, and yeah. and I've. Sadly, probably more than likely, given it to others as well without knowing it. And um, bingo, here we are. Um, So I am isolating at home for seven days. um, In in the shed shed out the back? I, uh, and I'll put it up on the screen, I've set up a camp out the backyard. Um, I am in a swag. Excellent. (laughs) See, I I was thinking that the other day, if I I got it, and because Lisa's still working where she's working and 
um, if I got it, I reckon I'd, I'd almost, I, apart from the symptoms of it, I'd be like, that's it. I'm partying. I'm, I'm camping out the backyard. That's it. Yeah. Just, yeah. just leave, leave my food outside my, my swag yeah. every morning. Yeah. And that's it. Well, yeah. look, I mean, for us, we, we don't live in a huge house. Like, it's, it's, it's tough. We've got two kids, you know, 15 and 13, who yeah. you know, we live in pretty close quarters. So we're yeah. doing as much as we can to isolate. Um, there's a sense of inevitability that we'll all get it. Um, yeah. yeah weirdly i'm now where are we wednesday night so what's that make me almost day five and the other three have not have not right. shown any symptoms which is um which means one of two things either they haven't got it yet or they've had it and they were yeah. asymptomatic and um and they gave on, it to you correct it could be so we're Dirty doing things like late like like labeling my cups and for those listening i've got a cup in front of me that says dad's Dad, water on it dad's water not dad's just in case dad's water just, just in case one of the kids sees that laying around and has a gulp out yeah. of it, but no, this is Dad's water. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, and things it, like that, and we're yeah, it's it's all good. We'll 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 get by. Yeah. Well, as long, long as you're looking after yourself and resting and drinking plenty of fluids and doing what you can yeah. to. The, the first couple of days were pretty were pretty average. It was a very raspy throat, burning yeah. headache. Um, you know, just just big sniffles and that sort of stuff. And then by sort of day three, I started coming good. In the mornings now, I hardly feel like I'm sick. So. Definitely on the on the rebound, and yeah, that's good. hopefully after the seven days of ISO, uh, so Saturday coming, I'll be able yep. to get back to work. Yes, that would be nice. Well, yes, uh, he's good. Good health. He's good health to you for the next few days, and hopefully, thanks, mate. Appreciate next it. Epi- next episode, you are you're going better. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll get through. We'll be no worries at all. I want to quickly talk about, and I can already feel my voice is going to crack. So I'm. You know, not getting emotional. I just my voice okay, is man. gonna bail on me because I, it's, yeah. Maybe maybe I should be maybe I should be hosting the show then. Well, you'd introduce yourself at least. Um, your background, Cameron. <laughs> I um, I saw right. this background what? come up on social media this week and yes. uh, describe it for the listeners. So for the people at home who are non-visual, uh, this is a shot of it's sort of in between Queenstown and Strawn on the west coast of Tasmania. Uh, it's a dawn shot, not another effing sunrise, hashtag. Um, but I actually shot a wedding out at Strawn on the weekend, just gone. And I had a bit of stuff to do back in Hobart, so I stayed the night and then got going real early. And as always, when you get up early and on a mission to get home, Mother Nature just throws up epic sunrises and epic fog in the valleys and all the whole thing. So this shot is actually a drone shot taken uh, above uh, a couple of valleys. And one of the valleys, I think, is the King Valley. Uh, where the King River runs out of Queenstown towards uh, Macquarie Harbour, I think it does. Um, but yeah, just just a high sort of shot overlooking these beautiful rolling mountains and valleys, and a little bit of a sunset sunrise happening in the um, in the back left hand corner. Uh, and I think uh, for those who can see, there's a couple of sort of like the top of the trees on all the on the hills, all are a little bit off colour. I think they might have been actually burnt. I think there might have been a bit of a fire go through that might have burnt the top of the tree. So you got this sort of contrasting sort of dark forest and light forest all along the ridges there so yeah that's where it is it was a I, I don't put my drone up much at all these days i don't know it's always there but um and i actually didn't expect to see this when i put the drone up i was looking the other way at the mountains around king's Kai queenstown and uh then i turned the you know as you do you always do i always here's, here's a tip for you if you ever get your drone up and you think i'm gonna go shoot north and that's where i'm gonna shoot just do a 360 rotation of the drone with the video going or whatever, have a look because there might be something going on in all directions, and that was exactly what happened here. Uh, yeah. I was looking one way and uh, got something the other way. 
I think that's a tip for everyone who's shooting landscape is don't forget to look behind yeah. you, yeah. Um, particularly yeah. at not, a, not another effing sunrise hashtag, not another yeah. effing sunrise, which we'll come back to later. Yeah. Um, and yes. um, so, yeah, it was a, it was a good, good start today. Um, and I knew I had a pretty good photo when I saw it. I'm like, that looks pretty cool. So, But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's as impressive as what you've got behind you, though, in 4 okay. by 3 ratio. If I, um, if, I, if I rotate that way... Maybe yeah. there we go. And again, so that for, is... people, for people at home who can't see, <laughs> I'm going to give it a give quick... Give a thousand words. <laughs> I'm going to give you a quick description of what I can see. It's, it looks like this epic... <laughs> it looks like this epic storm off the coast there. And um, there's some really cool colours going on there. But that's... I don't know what beach that is, Brendan. Is that um, okay, so this is, in, is that this, this, is, no? this is Torquay. So Torquay. this is where... My other stories, Torquay camera and photo, and I was. This was uh, last month during the Christmas madness when I was over there stocking up that store, yeah. and I stopped and grabbed myself a coffee. Uh, there's a coffee shop just near where this photo was taken, and I thought, oh, those clouds are looking pretty awesome. So I yeah. um, popped over there and got a photo yeah. with my iPhone. I was going to say, I know that's all. You can just tell it's an iPhone. <laughs> Um, you so can <laughs> you, you can I, I can tell it's an iPhone show. I like the little person walking on the beach that's good timing yes and, um, uh, I love the uh, the colour the blue colours and it's really nice yeah it's a cool shot I mean it's not it's it's it, it's, an know, iPhone, it's an iPhone shot you know it's one of those ah, pff, yeah, what a piece of crap it's it, it won't end up uh, it won't make the walls of the gallery I wouldn't have thought but no. you never know actually it's funny you should say it though because I well funny I should say it I put this photo up <laughs> on the Torquay camera and photo Facebook page and it got a lot of really nice responses. So yeah. who did knows, say, maybe it will did, end up on its walls. Did you disclose it was an iPhone? Um, no, but it wouldn't be hard for anyone to find out. No. I didn't, I didn't say it wasn't an iPhone. No, you said it was. I said it was a, <laughs> I said it was a photo. A photo. No, I didn't say anything. It's just, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. It is. It's uh, really cool. The sky looks incredible. So, um, just needs a lightning bolt or two, and that would be off the yes. charts good. Okay, well, um, just late, we've had a few. Yeah, exactly. We've had a few um, thunderstorms roll through. Thunderstorms are forecast for tomorrow. I'll go down. No, I won't. I'm in ISO. So, uh, there you go. Uh, put your drone ooh. up in your back. Put your put your drone up in your backyard. I will, and I'll do a 360 rotation of it as well. Excellent. That looks good. Yes, yeah. looks good. Um, which uh, I. We've already talked about me. You mentioned just before we came on air that you've bought yourself a new gadget, which is going to be uh, useful when you're out and about chasing landscapes, I would imagine. Yeah, I am a gadget whore, is one way to describe me. If there's a a gadget out there that doesn't really need to be bought, but just maybe needs to give me a spark my interest, I'll buy it. Um, So for you, as everyone knows, I do a lot of hiking and part of my business is doing the overland track and... Um, you know, when you go to these places, a lot of these remote places, there's no phone reception, there's no, there's no real help, there's no roads, there's no nothing. So you always need to take something out to be prepared. Uh, and I use, um, for my main stuff I go out, I use what's called a Garmin InReach Explorer. Uh, so that's like, you know, almost like those old handheld uh, GPS things with maps on them. But what it does, it actually, instead of an EPIRB, a lot of people ask what's the difference between that and an EPIRB. Um, and EPIRB is one of those ones where you press the button and just hope that the signals made it to somewhere and, and that the chopper's on its way to help you. Like you don't get any any verification that it's um, that it's been received. Uh, you can also use a sat phone, but they're, they're ex- 
extremely expensive uh, units to run. So the Garmin InReach, and for anyone that goes out a lot uh, hiking or even on holidays, you know, if you just go out back Australia where there's not much phone reception, uh, these things hook up to any satellite. Um, they connect in within minutes and seconds sometimes. And they're like a, almost a phone that you can text through. Like, so you can text messages to people. You can Facebook. You can, you can put up Twitter things. You can get maps, weather. Um, you can track things. You can do waypoints. You can do everything in them. But I use them because you get an instant response. So um, they also have a little SOS button that if you're in real big trouble, you can actually press an SOS button. And the Maritime Rescue in Canberra headquarters will message you directly back to your phone that's connected Bluetooth to this unit or to the unit saying, what's the emergency, what's the patient, blah, 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 blah. So I've got one of those, which I love, but I'm going down to do the South Coast Walk uh, in about a week and a half's time with another friend. Um, and I thought I might just grab another similar thing to that just in case we need some help. But it's just goddamn cute. That's the only reason I bought it. But this is the little unit. Look at it. It's tiny. Uh, so wow. this is the Garmin InReach Mini. So it's about a third of the size of the uh, of the original one. Uh, it that's, is tiny. It's very tiny, yeah. Uh, it doesn't do the complete full functions of what um, the other one does. It doesn't have a color screen or a map screen or anything like that. But you Bluetooth it to your phone with the Garmin app, and it has all the maps on there. So it practically works the same. It just doesn't have it on the, on the screen itself. So, so now we've got two units. So these just hook onto your backpack as you're walking along. Um, the, these these things I've had some pretty pretty good fun with these things over the years. Um, one of my my other guides, Felicity, um, she we went to the walls of Jerusalem once, and she's a bit of, a bit crazier than I am where we go. And there's there's a track out to the car, but there's also another valley that she wanted to go check out. And uh, she's like, I'm going to go down that valley. And I said, Long, I'm going back to the car the normal way. I might see you there, I might see you not. But we were able to talk to each other valleys away through these little units, just through our phones. So I was passing people on the track, text messaging her. And they're like, have you got phone reception? I'm like, no, I talked up to the thing on the back. And so we were sending messages and uh, also it shows your location. So I could see it was almost a race back to the car between these two, <laughs> like, well, you know, five Ks away from each other. So yeah, I bought this today. Uh, it's all hooked up, it's all registered. They do have a, a subscription. Um, they range from about $20 to $50 a month, which gives you sort of unlimited text messaging, tracking, uh, access, all that kind of stuff. But the beauty of these things, and I'm crapping on a bit, but the beauty about these things is that you can turn the subscription on and off. So if you're not going anywhere for six months, you just turn it off and you don't pay anything. You just turn it back on when you're going out. So That is very uh, cool. So the Garmin InReach, uh, this is the Mini, and the other one I use is the Explorer. This is about 480 bucks through Anaconda. The other one's about 550 bucks, um, but yeah, it's a really good insurance policy if you go out and you go out a lot. And like I said, you don't have to be going far. Yeah, a lot of times they say accidents happen 10 minutes from home. Um, you know, if you're out just hiking in outback Victoria or New South Wales or Queensland or wherever you might be, um, they're just great to have. Just that extra bit of assurance. Might get one for the backyard. Yeah, well, um, you could you could sit in the tent and text me. Yeah. Um, pop quiz what does EPIRB stand for emergency something something rescue beacon uh, no close you got emergency <laughs> right you got emergency, emergency and beacon right a pers a emergency personalized indicator no. something. emergency position indicating radio beacon just for oh, that, I don't know why I wanted to bring that up, but I was I was curious as well. I was like, what the hell does EPIRB even stand for? But now that, that was that was, okay. that was that was my next guess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so we 
our main topic tonight is we want to talk about uh, people in landscapes. And Cam, the reason you brought this up was because you were saying you saw um, well, an Instagram well, post or something yeah, along those yeah, lines. I'm going to dob a mate of mine in. He's not in Australia, so that's okay. Um, so a mate of mine who's another a really, really good photographer, Heath Holden. He's a, he's a, a Tasmanian by by blood, but he's actually in the Middle East working and has been for a few years. Uh, he's got a pretty rocking job. He had a, he got employed to do all the photography lead up um, sort of documentation for the uh, the new next world next soccer world cup, which is coming. Oh, that's out. a good one. Yeah, so he's like all the building of the stadiums and all this, but all this jazz. So anyway, I get messages regularly from Heath, uh, and Heath is definitely on our level of humor and shit stirring and things like that. And he oh, shared a photo. He shared a photo with me tonight, saying um, it's only an epic photo if you've got someone standing in the front of the the epic part of the photo. And it was referring to a shot that was of a mountain with someone standing on the edge of the mountain. Now, will um, Will Heath give us the rights to put it up on here, or probably not? No, it's uh, well, for, for no. Well, it's actually through it's actually through one of the local uh, things here that he must still follow. So he's seen it uh, okay. uh, on his Instagram. But All right. we've, I've had I've had many a conversation with people who know me through Tassie or wherever about people in landscapes. And it's funny that your background there has a person walking along the beach. Yeah, I think there's there's a difference if you know, if you want to put people in your landscapes. I, to me, there's there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can do it really subtly and tastefully and professionally, like Brendan's done up the back there, with, with, the, with the person, because that tells a story to me. That tells yeah. a person that you know who who knows what thoughts are going through their head. They're walking on the beach, watching this storm roll in. You know, there's that thousand words you're talking about. But if you are just going to put up a photo of you know that with you standing in a red jacket with your arms spread out, looking out to the sky like Jesus, I'm going to have issues with it. <laughs> um, I th- I think. They, I think they ruin landscape images, personally. Well, um, I mean, it, it, it throws up the argument, isn't it? Uh, is it is it any longer a landscape photo, or is it a portrait, or is it a yeah you a know, selfie? Is it more of a, or is it more of a uh, is it more capturing humanity rather than a landscape? Yeah, it throws all that all that stuff up. But yeah, yeah. The, the amount of um, copycat stuff that you see thanks to Instagram, the yes. classic ones, the the Milky Way core. And yes. then the dude with the headlamp, yeah, look, yeah, like standing there like Superman, looking up at the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that that is that's the classic as well. Um, yeah. It has a place. Um, it, it, it has a place. It, uh, and the thing is that this is this is absolutely no. De- and I've been in trouble for this a few years ago for going down a similar line with the old hairy you tog. In yeah, trouble, yeah, yeah. Cameron. Please. Uh, the, the old hairy so I, I, a few years ago, I, I went down this line of sort of stirring a bit of crap up about people having these people in their photos doing all these different things. And exactly like you said, you know, there's the classic head torch looking at the Milky Way. There's the red jacket under a waterfall. Um, there's uh, people just standing on cliffs looking at nothing. Like there's a, there's a thousand different different <laughs> things that people have put up there. Mate, it takes and, a lot of skill to look like you're looking at nothing. Well, okay, you know what though, and and, and credit where credit is due. I've, I, you know, I've gone through that phase where I'm like, I don't might look good if I was standing under that waterfall. I can't do it. I, I look like a chump. And <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't do it. But the, to credit to the photographers who do it, they, like the images are good. Like they're not generally poor images. I just feel that having someone do the same pose that's been done a million times on Instagram um, 
takes away from to me takes away from the visual value yeah. of that shot. Yeah. Now, now there must be some kind of algorithm in Instagram or something that detects, yeah. you know, the human form and then jacks it up the list of like of um, you know uh, visibility and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Would, I would have thought, but also though, if I'm scrolling through uh, Insta and I see a good landscape photo with a person in it, I do generally pause. Like I, I don't yeah. know. Is it is it just that human the human eye is attracted to the human form and that's what makes you stop and look or maybe think? i i think what i and, and again credit to these people that started doing it i think what what i think it originally started out doing and what created so much um interest and, and popularity with it is it was putting people in places that you and i would never probably go so, you know, like the, the classic shots of those Iceland waterfalls, you know, with the snow and all the colour and, and the little person in a red jacket. I can put, you know, seeing that shot puts me there and I can say, oh, that's really cool. But what I think's been done is, you know, I think the people that started doing that originally would be probably dirty on the whole thing now because I think, you know, as always, a good idea will always get overdone. And I think yeah. it's been I think it's been overdone now. And, you know, you don't, you don't have to go too far to see people you know, just walking around, taking selfies of themselves or standing on the edge. Like I, I see it down here in Tassie all the time, people jumping fences to go stand on the edge of a cliff just to get a photo so their boyfriend or girlfriend can take a snap of them. Like it's just, yeah, it's just yeah, been that, done that to kind death. of that kind of trophy hunting um, yeah. sort of does my head in. Uh, yeah. I don't get it. People have died um, yeah. chasing you hear it regularly. Mm, um, absolutely. You know, such and such was decided to just ignore the safety rail and went and stood on the edge of a waterfall. Guess yep. what happened? They slipped yep. and yeah. fell. I yep. mean, it's 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 not worth it, folks. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, don't, and I was about to say, leave that up to someone. Don't leave it up to anyone. Just don't, don't do don't, it. Just it's, don't do it. You know, yeah. I've been in similar situations. Um, Fraser Island, um, mm. um, this is many, many years ago. Um, I was at one of the freshwater lakes that, uh, sorry, freshwater streams that flows out into the ocean. Absolutely yeah. pristine. This is World Heritage, yeah. Um, uh, World Heritage Fraser Island, uh, now known as Kagari. And um, yeah, there was this tour guide uh, from another country taking a yeah. group of backpackers, stood up on the railing and said, Right, you're not supposed to do this, okay? Let's go. And they all climbed over the rail and went up this pristine yeah. creek and completely, a completely ruined my photo. Yeah, which is and we know how that goes. Head. We know how, we know how well that goes down with people. Ooh. But you know they would have had sunscreen on and insect repellents yeah. and yep. took God yep. knows what with them and marched up this freshwater stream and they just disappeared into the wilderness. So I was like, yeah, wow. I had a um, I had almost a carbon and I'll never forget. It was only a few years ago a carbon copy. Uh, scenario out of Mount Field National Park. There's a few waterfalls, beautiful Russell Falls, Horseshoe Falls in the works. And I had a group of maybe four people, not a huge group. We walked up the Horseshoe Falls. There was another group up there um, taking photos and things like that. And um, I, I don't know who they were. I don't know what company they were. I'd never, I think they might have been from interstate or something. I don't know. And the guy running it turned around to me. He goes, oh, you're running a photo, photo tour, are you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's my business down here, blah, blah. Oh, he goes. I've never, I've never seen you around here. Are you all, you properly licensed? Have you got, um, have you got permission? <laughs> have you got permission from the parks? I'm like, I said, yeah, I'm fully accredited. The whole lot. He goes, oh, okay, yeah, just you know, it's always good to check that people are doing the right thing. And then I shit you not, 
five seconds later, he's taken people over the barrier at Horseshoe Falls to go down into the river and shoot up river at Horseshoe Falls. And I went, dude, I said, what are you doing? He goes, oh, everyone does it. I'm like, no, no, no one does it anymore because it's against yeah. the rules. I said, yeah. you just, I said, you just asked if I checked in with the ranger. I said, I'll go check in with him now on the way out. I can tell you right now. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. And he got everyone out of the river. But I'm like, you know, you don't have to. And I think there's this overwhelming myth that you have to go further and deeper and off the track further to get good shots. And it's so not true. You, if you can't go to a popular location and put your own spin on it and you have to go do something and copy something that's already been done, then yeah. you've got a long way to go in your photography. You should be looking to try and be different. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. Getting uh, look, all grumpy now. No, it's <laughs> fine. Let's. Well, I, I, in some ways, I understand the temptation because yeah. you can you go to um, I don't know, any of the waterfalls in the Otways near me, for example. Yeah. Uh, they've been shot to death. Everyone's got those photos. So the temptation yeah. to, you know... Um, Look, particularly if there's a sign there that says, yeah. "Hey, we're doing this for your safety." It's not. Yeah. It's not. We don't want you to trample a fern. It's no, no. We don't want you to die. Yeah. So perhaps stay this side of the rail. People, people falling off waterfalls is not really good for everyone else's enjoyment. No, that's right. It, it shuts it, the joints down. That's not good for tourism. No. Um, like I, I experienced the same thing. I went to Hope. Is it Hopeton Falls? Yeah. Uh, and you can just see, like that's just been trampled past the gate, uh, past the fence, in all directions. Yeah. And I, I, I know plenty of people have been there, and people I know personally who jump the fences and do that. Fine, you, you do that. But to me, if I see a photo that's off, if I know that spot and I know they've taken that photo by jumping a fence or putting themselves in the landscapes when they shouldn't have, I, I almost, I just keep skimming. I, I lose respect a bit for it because, yeah. to me, you know, it's different if you're in the middle of whoop whoop and you're climbing a mountain. That's fine. If you want to go out and sit on the side of a cliff or do stuff like that, I get that. But if you're in a really popular location that's been done to death with six million people wearing a red jacket standing under Hopeton Falls at the very end, <laughs> don't right. don't do it. Wear a yellow yeah. jacket. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Change it up a bit. But anyway, yeah, nude. Um, yeah. So Heath Heath sent me this thing, and that that always gets me going. And I just think that you know, people and landscapes. I I really love what you've done with your photo in the background there, and I I really love those natural people in. Landscapes. I, I actually think they yeah. add value to it. But yeah. if you're if if you're going to just stand on a cliff with your arms out or a head torch looking up or you know whatever it might be, um, then I, I, I don't. I, I just keep scrolling past. Well, because I've got a bit of time on my hands these next couple of days and can probably do a bit of editing on this thing, I'm going to also pop up another photo which has now become my best-selling Ocean Grove photo. I'll put that up right. on the screen now. Cameron, you can't see it, so that's... This wow, is that looks incredible. Yeah, hey, look at that. Isn't it brilliant? Yeah. Why has that person uh, got no pants on? <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a typical uh, steps yeah. down to the beach shot of mine yeah. that I do all the time. However, in this case, I left a family on the beach. Um, yeah. And to me, it's... Uh, first of all, it's a, it's a sense of scale. Yes. Um, yep. So when you put a human in the landscape, you can see, like that one behind me, you can see well, just how big is, that uh, landscape uh, is. So it gives it a uh, sense of scale. Originally, I think that's that's what put people in. That was the idea of leaving people in your landscapes was to create that sense of scale and grandeur that, you know, gee, I'm in front of Ayers Rock or Uluru yeah. and yeah. I'm this little speck and that's a really big rock. Yeah. Now, now you've got people that go right up to the rock or stand in the path and look at the rock and you know look at it in awe it doesn't yeah. add anything to it so yeah 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 no I no i mean that. this is we got we've got social media to thank 
I think, yeah. for, for all of this. Because, again, it comes back to the trophy hunting yeah. and the endorphin release people get when they get the likes. And yeah. I'm guilty of it myself. I do it. I, I quite often will post a photo and go back to check and see the likes to get that little endorphin rush. Yeah. And yeah. we all know now what stimulates uh, likes and views, and that is yeah. all the stuff yeah. that gets copied because yeah, that's right. yeah. because it's popular. So, yeah. you know, that, and, and, me, and surely we might, well, we must be reaching that point where we're going to turn the corner now. And yeah. now it's going to become a good on your dickhead. Like that's uncool yeah. now to, to yeah. do well, that. I, so. I, think, I think I turned that corner about five years ago. Um, <laughs> you are such I, a I, I, But I honestly did. I honestly looked at things. I went, yeah, originally it's like, oh, that's cool. You know, look where that person is. And gee, that looks, this just looks incredibly good. And then yeah. it's like, oh, hang on. Now I've seen that same shot. 600 times by yeah, 600 different Yeah, and I'll, ta- I'll, I'll give you two words for another reason why it's taken off. Profile picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, um, they, they want to they have that show-stopping profile picture. Look yeah. at me, look where I am, that sort of stuff. Jeez, they're bloody self-centered mongrels. I know, but having going back to what you said about the, the photo oh, hang on, let shared. me just let me just quickly check my Facebook profile photo before <laughs> I go any further. Everyone, everyone's going to be skimming through our Facebook profiles to make sure you know, we what, what did I what did I have there? Yeah, maybe maybe we should move on. Uh, but I think um, I think, but what you're talking about before about having that family in your Ocean Grow shop that's yeah, um, you know, that's sort of quite a good seller. You know, people can relate to that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I yes, they're completely people... silhouetted. You can't ID them. Yeah, like it's, but, it's just a family in can, the distance enjoying the beach. But people can say, "Oh, look, that's just a lovely family outing on the beach." I don't think these photographers that are taking shots in red jackets and hands out and head torches and everything else they do—they're surely not selling. Who's who's going to buy that? Like, who's going to buy a picture of a, yeah. someone they don't know in a red jacket in front of Uluru? No, that's right, but it's a means to an end, isn't it? It gets eyes on their page and then follows. Exactly, exactly right. And and I can tell you through experience, like I don't have a massive, huge following on social media compared to some people. It, it doesn't bring your business. Um, no. It bring it bring now. If anything, Instagram and Facebook. If you have more followers, it brings you spam. It brings you just garbage. No, you, I you agree. Just, it's yeah. it's out of control. Um, we need to invent a new platform. Yeah. What do you think? We call yeah, it the Down South Photo Show. No, we'll come PS, up with something PS. better than that. Yeah, we'll come up. Yeah, if you've got an idea, if you've got an idea for a new platform, yeah, that's right. Yeah, name, hit us up. We're going to launch a whole new photo yeah. sharing platform. And actually, while while we're on the to- topic or getting off the topic, Facegram, yeah, Facegram, face. Um, yeah. While while we're on the topic of people and landscapes and things like that, um, today we made a little bit of an announcement on our Facebook page that we may have a. Well, I think a pretty damn big bloody special guest coming up, uh, hopefully in February. We're still trying to work on the details. But um, if that's true, then this topic will relate to that person quite well. And I think we might even touch on that if we do get uh, the privilege to have him on the show. So, But stay okay. tuned for that. that. That's maybe next month. We'll see how we go. Cam loves a little teaser. He likes to just yeah, I do. tease I like people. So t- tickle, tickle and tease, that's my thing. This could be, uh, it's potentially still a month away, so get ready for the next four episodes for us to continue to tease who tease, we may tease, have tease. coming up. And then um, say sorry. And I agree, it's a, it. It, it's a very, very good name to have uh, on our podcast. So yeah. look forward to that, everybody. Um, yeah. Now, I am going hey, downhill a little hey, bit ha, here. Ha, ha, you are going downhill? I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm hanging in there. But right, yeah. um, I'm very, very, 
no, no, I've I've got this. I will I will give up my hosting job over my dead body. Your body. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not literally. Um, I'm I'm very excited and thrilled to say, dear Cam is back. Back with um, a vengeance. I'm I'm wrapped because no one gave it a chance. To be honest, it was a crap segment. But it's it's back. <laughs> yeah. no. The other the, the other the other segment that's fallen off the radar as well is your horror uh, photography stories as well. So well, we just um, had one about red jackets. True, but they they will make a comeback as well. So if you have got yeah. a horror photography story, please drop it to us on our socials or down below. You know all the links and stuff like that. Uh, well, well, this dear, this tier dear tear cam. Yeah, how am I going? Yeah, yeah. This dear cam comes from uh, listener, avid listener of the podcast, Tim McNeely. I think That's I've pronounced one. that right. I don't know if you want his last name mentioned, but we've done it. So, <laughs> hi, Tim. <laughs> the, we be, we'll beep that out. Tim, let's go. Should we go? Yeah. Should we go Tim M or T McNeely? Well, oh, anyway, I think, we'll I, I think you've thrown um, him under the bus. He's, he's probably yeah. been trying, he's probably been on the run for like years now, and you've just, just put That's him out right. We've we'll blown his colour. <laughs> Dear Cam, I've noticed my circular polarizing filter doesn't seem to cover the whole frame when I'm at a focal length of 16 millimeters. I'm assuming that's the widest angle this lens goes to. Is yeah. this normal? And not that I've noticed it necessarily being a bad thing in my photos, but is there a method to make sure at that focal length it's doing what it's supposed to do across the whole scene? What do you make right. of that, Cameron? So he's noticed a circular polarizing filter doesn't seem to cover the whole frame. Um, yeah. Now, does that couple, mean he can see yeah. the edge of the? Yeah. So, is it is he getting a, a section of his photo that's not sort of tinted or polarized or whatever, or is it just is he getting vignetting? You know, a bit more of a darker edge around. Um, yeah. Having having a sixteen mil focal length is pretty wide. That's that's what they would class ultra wide angle. Um, so Correct. again, it would it would depend on what sort of filter system you're using, whether or not you're using a screw on filter if it has a screw thread. Or whether or not you're using the, the square uh, filter holders where you have the circular polarizer in there. But usually a circular polarizer should cover your whole frame. Um, and at the very, very minimal, we'll leave a little bit of big netting. Like a, a tiny little bit's acceptable, but if you're getting really dark corners on the edge or it's not happening that way, then, then you've got a problem. And my suggestion would be it's probably either something to do with um, the size of the filter in regards to the thickness of the filter. Where if you've got a really old, old polarizer that's really fat and thick, like you know half a centimeter thick, you might be getting a bit more uh, of that shadowing coming in from that filter. Um, or you're using a step-up ring. Um, so what a step-up ring or step-down ring, depending which way you go. If you've got, for example, a 56 mil circular polarizer filter, but you need to put it on, you know, a 72 mil lens or something like that, or the other way around. I think I'm back in the front. You think, I think people know what I mean. But you can actually step up or step down your filters. Sometimes they can also create, if your filter's not the exact same size as your filter thread, that can also happen. So probably need a little bit more information on that one, but I would suggest if he's not covering the whole frame and he's getting dark edges, I'd say his filter's either way too thick or he needs to buy a thin one, uh, or he's using step-up rings or step-down rings, which don't always work yeah. that well either. Yeah, I think you're, you're, you're pretty close to the mark. Um, the There are some newer uh, Hoyer filters, screw-type screw filters, yeah. 
Uh, I think they're the Hoya HD Pro HD range, which are quite the, thin. They're like the, half. They are the HD Pro ones. I've got them. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yep. The other thing, uh, Tim, that you might be doing is stacking your filters. So if you've got a UV filter on and you're putting your polarizer on that, get that UV filter out of there mm. because all it's doing is adding to the depth. It's basically two filter rings stacked on top of each other. Yep. And then when you zoom out to 16 mil, it's vignetting because it's picking up the, uh, the right. corner edges. We think that's what you're talking about, Tim. So if we ha if we haven't answered that correctly, by all means, hit us up. The, 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 the other one I was going to suggest, he also said there that uh, is there a method to make sure that focal length is doing what it's supposed to do. I used to have this similar sort of issue with the Olympus 7 to 14 lens yes. in the micro four thirds because it never had, doesn't have a screw thread and they never <laughs> they never really had a um, like a filter holder made for it and up until recently. And what I used to do, so the 7 to 14 is the equivalent of a 14 to 28. Yeah, 14 to 28. I used to zoom in a little bit to like 15 mil and 16 mil, and it used to negate that problem a little bit of the shadowing that you used to get. So in that situation, it's a little bit of a maybe a quick fix until you figure out exactly what's going on. But if you're at a scene, Tim, and you're finding that you're still getting that shadowing, maybe you go to 16 mil or something like that. It might just reduce it by a little bit. But... Yeah, I think uh, I think we probably have covered it. It's probably one of those answers um, as to what's yeah. going on with that. Take so your pick, 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 pick and choose which one suits. Um, best. But thanks fun, for the question. Fun, fun fact: there was a guy on eBay selling uh, the filter holders for the Olympus Seven to Fourteen. Yes, uh, that he was three D printing at home. Yes, I bought one of those. There you go. Very, very, uh, and, cool. I, and it worked. I thought you were going to say a fun fact that Tim's now been arrested because the authorities have now caught up to him, but he hasn't been. That's okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, um, sorry for saying your last name, Tim, but anyway, it was it was written but, there, so I had to say it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, thanks, Tim. That's that's a good one, um, and it's it's. I, I like I said, I've had that problem before with the Olympus one, and and it's annoying because you want to get the full frame of what you're shooting, and you want the full frame to be polarized and. If you're getting these little dark edges or it's not working at all. Uh, the other thing we probably didn't touch on with that as well, just thinking out loud, maybe a filter's screwed. Maybe it's, a, it's just a crappy polarizer that's, you know, maybe it's faded around the edges a bit or maybe something, maybe it's just been overused or maybe it's heavily scratched or something like that. So one of those answers I reckon is going to be the correct one. And I'm assuming, I mean, and, and you should never assume anything, but I'm assuming um, Tim has got his polarizing filter, if it's a circular polarizer, which... It says circular polarizer, so I'm assuming it's a screw thread that he's got it yep. set correctly as well because you can yep. obviously twist yep. it to get more and less polarization. Yep. That's true. And uh, if you've screwed it on your filter the wrong way or cross-threaded it, we can't help. No. That's <laughs> the not, worst that's thing not... ever. Um, I know how to get you... them off. I do too. <laughs> right, yeah. I, well, we won't give that away. That, that's trade no, no. secrets. you got to come no, in it. and pay us money so, to... Yeah, no, you got to... No, no. <laughs> um <laughs> If you, if you do have a filter stuck on your camera or cross-threaded, there's a couple of ways I used to do it. Um, put your uh, First thing, I used to put my lens in the fridge for about 20 minutes so it shrinks the middle because the yep. metal expands under heat because you're trying to get it off with your hand. And then the old uh, bottle top openers, those rubber square mat things that you used to rope in the old Slade. Remember Slade drinks? Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, you, my, my grandma used to get them. And you used to get them bottles. delivered to your house? Yeah, yeah. In the, yeah, in in the, the yellow crates. box. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Sunshine I'm old enough to that. Sunshine Pine was my favourite. Yeah, um, uh, we didn't. And and was it what was the passion fruit one? Pasito or something? Yes, that's it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I uh, anyway, I remember my grandmother in her top drawer used to have a square cloth that was like a rubber cloth, 
Yes. And they are awesome. So put yeah, it in the fridge. jars and stuff like that. Yeah, give it a jiggle and then yeah. you know, that's my tip, but you probably... The, the two tips it. that I've got, one, you get a big-ass rubber band, uh, yes. the big yeah. fat red ones, put yep. it around, then you've got the grip to be able to get off. If that doesn't do it... Now, Throw your lens. Don't try this at home, folks. This is This is the tricky way to do it. If you get yourself a pair of pliers... And you hold Jesus. the lens really. If you hold your the lens need, really close we, to the filter, do, do we do we need a bigger disclaimer before you go down here? <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to get people sending us messages. I tried your your, your pliers option. It's now if you've got a filter thread, this is the Brendan Waits guaranteed way to remove it if it's cross threaded and stuck. Okay, listen in, folks. Yeah. Hold your. Hang on, I've got one. Look, I'm going to demo it. Well, I'm going to filter on here, but you get the idea. If you hold that that end element so it can't twist if you hold those you get a pair of pliers down vertically and you pinch the filter and then twist it amazing every time and if you slip and go through your filter onto your element nah, that's on you but no, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be on you now <laughs> the, the first time i did that i couldn't believe it i had this customer yeah. we we battled with it for ages and then i just i was like you know what i'm prepared to trash this filter to get this thing off so i did yep. the plier trick and it just pops it off it's amazing because you get leverage you get grip and you get leverage and it's yeah yeah, yeah. and so, going yeah. back again back to the deer cam by, by tim those hoya hd pro one filters they are ultra thin and once yep. they get on they're the hardest ones i've ever had to get off but yeah the the, 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 the big rubber band one is a great one so put one of those in your camera bag because yep. you're guaranteed you'll be out doing a photo like brendan's behind where you need to polarize the water a bit and you'll need to swap lenses and put it on another lens and you can't get it off and everything's happening in front of you. If you have a rubber band there, yeah, you are or, or do what I did and just swipe your screen a bit and it does it all for you. Yeah, do, um, you have a polar, do you have a polarizer on the iPhone? No. Yeah. It just has. It just makes pretty photos. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. I just, I, don't, I literally did that with my eyes shut. I'm still not buying it. Anyway. It was magic. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, January is the month we are in and we are running our January sunrise challenge folks uh, yeah. hashtag not another effing sunrise so uh, we want you guys to... oh mate I don't know how you came up with it yeah did, did uh, you come up with it I didn't one of our nice. listeners um, so basically what we are encouraging you to do through the month of January it's nice and warm the sun's up nice and early it's a good time this is for our Australian listeners and yes. viewers um, go out and shoot the sunrise and tag us in there, not another effing sunrise. And throughout the month of January, we want to see them coming in. Um, maybe next week, if we, we might even put one up on the screen. And, yeah, well, uh, we've give had you a, a shout few. out. Yeah, we've had a few. I can give a shout out now. We had one from Mel Haddon, um, and he got a beautiful sunrise from one of my most favorite spots, which is Mount Buffalo. Do you think Mel would be close to our number one ticket holder? He'd, He'd have to be. He's very and close. Rightly, and rightly so, and he lives Absolutely. in a different part of the world. He lives in a great part um, of the another, world. There was another guy who put up a, a drone shot of this West Coast Tasmania one. That wasn't too bad as well. Is that uh, also Cam, hashtag Cam, not another effing drone? They didn't. Cam Blake forgot to hashtag. He's <laughs> oh, I forgot to, I have, oh I you, forgot were, to, you were doing material. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was, try, I was trying <laughs> to be funny. You know what we also had some great feedback about is the film. The film conversation we had last week. Wasn't People it? are pulling it. We're bringing film back. Not don't worry about Kodak and Agfa and all those dudes. We are bringing film back like it's nineteen eighty five. 
Absolutely. Um, I, I, I agree. I, I loved our just impromptu, mind you, discussion about film last yeah. week. Um, yeah. And and just just for everyone listening out there, driving the car, turn your turn your stereo up because um, we got a lot of feedback about this noise. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, listen to it. Listen to it. Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> is there film? I hope there's no film in this camera. Um, there's definitely no, none there's in not. this. Uh, and <laughs> and I, I've got a I've got a confession to make. Uh, I mm. now own two Pentax K one thousand. So why have one when you can get two? I've got one arriving in the post. Hopefully tomorrow. That'll be a good right. thing to get me through ISO. Is to the, the reason just sit, just sit in your tent whining and that, whining, cock, cocking your shutter. There's two reasons I bought it. One, I'm, do, it I'm doing just, more material. Come on, and I'm just <laughs> fobbing you off. Um, <laughs> Tough crowd. There was two reasons I bought it. One, I see K1000s, and I just it's it's my camera. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it was made roughly the year I was born. It was the first camera I ever owned in terms 45. of SLR. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, they're an absolute cracking camera. They, they just look yeah. so classic. And yeah, yeah, Pentax probably ripped off the design from. Olympus or whatever, but they they just look so good. The stainless steel body and the yeah. black vinyl. You know what it is? It's, it's 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 going. We're going on film again, but it's you know, I, anyone that shoots film these days, I would be quite confident in saying that the majority of them have owned a K one thousand at some stage. It's um, almost like possibly. it's almost like the it's almost like the first car you own yeah. and learn to drive in. That's the K one thousand. It's it's yeah. it's the camera you learned to shoot film on when you started shooting film. Yeah. Um, and now it's just an absolute classic. And yeah. 1977 Ford Cortina with a black vinyl roof. Four on the floor. 1975 Celica TA22 gunmetal grey five. Um, <laughs> nice. And I spent way, way too much money on it. Um, I remember that. The, the Celica was the, the, the cool kid's car. <laughs> yeah. And, I had, uh, and I, had a, I had a number plate, Silly, S-I-L-Y, because I used to call them silly cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I now have a motorbike that has the number plate silly. So I've been able to move, right. move, move it on. Nice. But anyway, we're, nice. not, we're, not yeah. a, we're not a car show. No, sure. we're not. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> the other reason I bought this second K1000, which I'll be able to show off to you next week on the on the pod, um, it came with the original instruction manual, which spun my wheels. I, don't, I just want to read it. I don't, yeah. I don't even, I just want to have it. And it also comes with a retro camera bag that doubles as a one of those film changing dark bags. Oh yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. That you That's can, cool. Yeah. So I, I just yeah. Anyway, I, I paid way too much for it, but I just I'm like you know I, yeah. I, I got to have that. It was one of those things. So I've got an alarm going off in my house. Have you? Your house isn't burning down. Yeah. Is it? I don't know what that alarm is. All right. Maybe you need to. Maybe you need to run. Who's no, looking? I don't know. Something's going on. No, I thought my good. wife might come out and get it, but. Uh... <laughs> We'll just let it go. There's an alarm going off in my house. That's fine. Is it right? It's not. Uh, yeah. Not someone. No idea. No, I'll, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm too intrigued now. The Hang listeners say, are intrigued, the, Cameron. They're going to see me in my pajamas. Hang on. <laughs> oh, it stopped. It stopped. Oh, we nearly saw his tartan pajamas. Come you on. did, but you didn't. No, I don't know okay, what that was. I've, ne- I've never heard that. Unless the kids have been setting off alarms, like just uh, resetting alarms. Anyway, we, we digress. Anyway, uh, sorry, what do you got coming up this week, Cameron? Uh, this week, uh, what have we got going on? Um, uh, I'm actually off to Cradle Mountain this weekend. Oh, uh, I've been asked to. Hole. 
Um, I've been asked, uh, I've done a fair bit of work with the Cradle Mountain Lodge up there and they're after a new hero shot of the lodge. Uh, So make sure you take your red jacket. Yeah, so red red jacket, head torch, the whole thing. Hey, if you guys want a good laugh, go to www.thehairytog.com.au. It's a line of clothing I design and it's got pretty much every one of those piss take scenes that we're talking about ready to go on a t-shirt and it's been designed by this amazing guy in melbourne who did all, did all the sketches for me it's quite i find it funny it's just my own little thing have a look um but yeah going to cradle mountain uh trying to get a new hero shot of the lodge and the tavern and the whole area and then uh next going into next week uh getting myself prepared for this south coast track which is um we take off uh on the 20th so next friday i think we fly down there how very exciting yeah, I've been watching some videos, you know, doing, you know, do a bit of prep. You know, you make sure, let's, let's see where I'm going, what sort of photo ops can we do. And all I've seen is eight days of mud. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> so um, well, but there is, there is some absolutely stunning scenery where I'm going. Um, all right. Well, so I'm, look, I'm really sure excited. We yeah. all look forward to seeing that. Um, yeah. I've got, as we speak, I've got three and a half more days of isolation to tick off. That's just yeah. what's coming up for me this week which yeah. is totally fine. I'll get my K1000 in the mail tomorrow and I'll read the manual. That'll be yep. exciting. Yep. Um, but, of course, what it's had a bit of a knock-on effect. So we haven't been able to open the shop this week because nah. not only did I contract the COVID, um, we also had one of my staff members uh, has got symptoms. Yeah. Key staff member. So we've got two shops and only two people to run them, which you can't... Anyway, blah, blah. Yeah, so we've had to hard. close yeah. Ocean Grove a few days here and there. Yeah. So and it's been a bit yeah. sketchy with when we can open, when we can't. Um, yeah. One of my staff members is now back on deck, so he was able to open today, which was great. Um, yeah, so we're sort of juggling and getting um, a little bit behind with work. So yeah. thousand apologies to all my fantastic customers out there that have got who are waiting on some work. It's coming, folks. Um, yeah. The times we live in, everyone's been awesome. Though I must say, the comments yeah. I've been getting um, has been brilliant. The support's been fantastic. So, thanks to everyone yeah, for. I, for I, I gave I gave you some sort of great support on our little message when you told me you had it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't remember what you said. Yeah, it's not appropriate for this show. <laughs> okay, that's right. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, yeah. I do remember now. And uh, no, you're right. It's not appropriate. But I think uh, <laughs> kudos to you for you've done a stellar job hosting tonight and. Uh, you know, most people would have probably stayed in this wag in the backyard and played with well, their K1000, but I you am, haven't. You've, you've stepped up. I am. I am looking forward to uh, hitting the sack. So, uh, yeah. thanks everyone for tuning in to episode number twenty-six. Cam, have you got anything else to add? No. Um, do we do we go into the full details of the January sunrise challenge? I tuned out when the alarm went off. Uh, not another effing sunrise. So basically, all we want you to do is go out and take a sunrise photo and right. post it to your social media channels and tag yeah, hashtag, it. Hashtag, hashtag, or you can post it directly to our drop, uh, Down South Photo Show Facebook page. We'll find it and we'll give you a shout out. If uh, I can see a big, massive flood of red jackets in front of sunrises coming, but please uh, do it. It's okay. Please, I'll, be off just... the, I'll, be, I'll be off the grid for eight days so you can post whatever you like. Just do it. <laughs> just do it for me. That'd be, that's that'd a... make my day. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, so nothing, not another no, effing no... sunrise hashtag. Yeah, hashtag, but nothing, uh, nothing more for me. I uh, hope you get well. Um, awesome that uh, you're getting better, which is good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm on. I'm on. I'm through the worst of it. We'll be fine. Uh, so yep. thanks everyone for listening to episode 26 of the Down South Photo Show. We'll see you for episode 27 next week. Thanks, guys. See you guys.